Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian Corzine. Hello, everyone. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. And today we're on the Social Media Law Podcast. I have a wonderful guest, one of my best friends in the whole world, Tom Means of PCH Benefits. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I could tell by the way you walked in here with that big smile on your face that you were excited. Indeed, I was. I, I've been looking forward to this all day, <laughs> trying to get out of the office so I can come and uh, do something fun with, with Ian Corzine. Thank you so much, Tom. Tom, what company did you start? Is it PCH Benefits? Uh, it is PCH Benefits now. And Originally, our name was Pacific Coast Health. Kind of, a, kind of a funny story how that transitioned, but we are PCH Benefits. And what do you guys do? Uh, we are the health insurance business. So companies that need to set up health insurance plans, dental, vision, uh, or even individuals that need life insurance or disability insurance, that's where we focus. We got a team of experts at the office uh, that just do a great job, a whole lot smarter than than me, and uh, <laughs> and uh, put together those plans in ways that are easy to understand and yet strategic and cost savings. Awesome. Uh, you know, you mentioned in the beginning that you had a funny story to go on with your name. Could you just describe for the listeners a little bit that funny story? Sure, happy to. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those follies of social media. I think. Uh, okay. Uh, when we first got Pacific Coast Health together. Well, the, the, the internet was, was fresh and new. It was the, the aught years, uh, 2004, 2005, something along those lines. And I was looking for something that seemed regional in scope. So Pacific was close enough. And uh, what do we do? Health insurance. So health insurance made sense to, to include in the name. And so I went to GoDaddy and put in some keywords. And initially I was looking at West Coast. And that was taken. And insurance, benefits. And GoDaddy made a suggestion. Pacific Coast Health. And that seemed... Perfect. And so we took it. Uh, came to learn that Pacific Coast Health is long for an email address, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really describe insurance at all. So we were getting a lot of calls thinking we were doctor's offices. So there's some huge mistakes you can make straight out the gate when you uh, when you really don't know what you're doing in, in your web and, and social media space. Oh, man. Well, Tom, you're here today because I know that you certainly use social media, but you're, would you say your company is a little bit of a newbie in the social media space? Uh, we are a step behind, I would say, the, the current uh, and modern companies that have embraced social media. We are doing all of our connecting and, and networking in person, in our region, uh, locally, and we know we can expand. Yes. Uh, we have just struggled to do it thus far. Yeah. You know, I would always say that there is always a place, uh, and I would say 50% of the effort should be in the personal space for networking and developing your business relationships. Because a lot of what social media is, is just a, a conduit for personal relationships, whether it be video or audio or things like that. So I'm really happy that you're doing that. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about your experience in your own business. And also you coach other business, you work with other businesses in a, in a networking space. And I want to talk about the state of social media for small business. And I want to kind of use you as a micro example to be able to find out exactly what you're doing, what you're work, what's working, what's not working. And that way we can kind of expand on it. And then maybe I was thinking we could do a social media checkup in six months or a year or whatever and see where you're at there. Because I do know you hired someone who's going to be more of their focus is going to be on social media, correct? We sure did. We went out and got a university in Cincinnati, uh, art, uh, art student who is going to come in and, and revamp everything we're doing. Um, we have recognized social media is the future mm -hmm. and we can't be living in the past. And so in order to embrace people that are, that are experts on, on 
uh, today and, and modern and, and getting our message out. Who better than, than a really talented uh, individual coming, coming straight out of the university system? So awesome. we're thrilled about it. That's really smart. Yeah, you know what? I think that it's, it's really not enough to be able to do it, even if you have a smaller business, have the owner do it all. I mean, as you know from all of our major talks, um, you know, I'm on seven or eight platforms and it's hard to manage. So I have to have people that help me out. So it's great that you have an employee that's going to be dedicated to that. And also, I think that you mentioned that you were going to probably re- be redoing your website too, correct? Yeah, as a, uh, as a function of that, recognizing that uh, as a business owner, we can't, I can't do it all. Uh, I can't do it all, and I also don't have the talent to do it all. Yes. So recognizing my limitations, finding somebody with the with the ability, and bringing them in in order to uh, help us broadcast that message in a more appropriate way. We we want to redo uh, our website yeah. and the way that we're we're laid out. Um, we want to do redo some of our branding, some of our mm-hmm. our uh, overall messaging in order to be supportive of the social media space. Yeah. You know, um, for your websites, um, they really have gone through a market change for the past five years. When we first started out, there was, wasn't a lot of functionality. So as a result, they were just like online business cards. And I have to say that most people, including some friends that you and I have, still treat them that way. And frankly, they are not that way anymore. Really what they are is a funnel to be able to bring customers in and to be able to do it in an efficient way. And so the future, I keep saying the future of websites, it's already here. It's been here for many years. But nonetheless, what, we're, what I'm trying to get people to do is to think about that initial page as a way to be able to suck in customers and then be able to sell them down the line on the page itself. Um, it's, it's a remarkable tool and it has, it's multifaceted and it can also connect to all the different social media platforms. So that will be awesome to see what you do. And I can make some recommendations on some good web designers too. I'm a hundred percent counting on it. Uh, it, it, to that, to that end, we recognize yeah. that our website right now is, is just credibility. Yes. Uh, you go in there because you heard about us somewhere and it's just credibility. Uh, it's a little bit like having an AOL email address. Yes. If there's a professional out there with an AOL email address, it's probably not a professional, mm-hmm. uh, Carried forward, if there's a professional out there that doesn't have a web page, they're probably not a professional. And so that is all that our website our website is serving for right yeah. now is to let people know that, oh, we're a real company with a team of great people that yeah. really do something. But it does nothing more for us. Yeah, it's it, you, you can really maximize it uh, because these days, obviously, there's still that component of credibility, how well your site looks, how how many videos it has, how many cool you know um, animations it has. However, you can actually use it these days to sell, to make sales. And talking about that right now, your company is mostly B2B, right? I mean, would you say that? Yeah, okay. almost, almost exclusively B2B and uh, almost exclusively referral. Yes, so we yes. Don't, we don't market a lot. Well, you know, I'm thinking is over time, you know, what they recommend when the social media space for business is to kind of pick a pillar, right? Have a good website, but pick a pillar of social media and go with that one and let everything else kind of flow off of that, right? Uh, and the, the platforms are really great with that now. I mean, a lot of times you have simultaneous posts. You post on Facebook and it goes to LinkedIn and it goes to Pinterest and it goes to YouTube or whatever you want. So it's really nice as far as integration goes. But I was thinking for you, especially over time, that LinkedIn might be a really good source. I've always been down on LinkedIn, uh, and the reason why that is the engagement is is minimal. Um, but a lot of it is the view time. Uh, there is a lot of views going on, and if you're doing B2B business, um, it really could be a good opportunity for you to be able to access businesses directly, not just you know customers lacking sophistication, so to speak. Yeah, we currently, uh, our entire social media space consists of Facebook, Yes. Uh, that we update annually, maybe uh, maybe slightly less often, uh, that, but that's a, a change that we're looking to make. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have a, a LinkedIn page. But what's funny about our LinkedIn page is 
with me running it, yeah. a business owner that does not have an expertise, yeah. there are a number of people that have um, associated themselves with our company as employees at PCH Benefits that I've never met. And I, I own the company. Yeah. I, I should have met. I should have. I should have met these people before. Yeah. Uh, and they're out of uh, Connecticut or Delaware, and we're a California company. They don't work for us. Yeah. I think there's another company out there that goes oh. by a similar name. They found it on LinkedIn. They associated themselves. I don't know how to get them off. Oh. I don't know how to engage them or find out why they think they work with us. Wow. So um, we are a bit trapped in that. That diminishes our brand yeah. when we have IT engineers um, that are claiming to be a part of our health insurance expert team. Yeah. Well, that's going to be something you're going to have to contend with um, going forward. That happens quite a bit, especially in your space. Even though PCH Benefits is certainly a, a unique name, uh, it's not the most unique in the world. And what people end up doing is squatters come and they find out successful brands and then they grab them. So that'll be something that, that'll be a challenge for your social media person uh, coming up. But I was going to su suggest that you know LinkedIn might be something to consider. Um, certainly, you know it sounds funny because Instagram is so personal. Uh, but but Instagram is is also another place you consider um, because of the fact that there is just so much traffic there and the algorithm the the computer program that determines what gets seen um, is very favorable now whereas Facebook has really gone down the, the tubes as far as that Facebook's great for you and I going to Dodgers games and taking pictures and you know uh, putting them up online for our friends and family but we're not seeing a whole lot of traction certainly not B two B so that's something that you'll need to think about. Um, but one of the things you got to understand about it is that if you do do it, it has to be consistent. Um, right now, I guess, what is it? LinkedIn posts get seen by 40% or 30% of your actual followers. Um, what, so you put a post right now, only 30% are going to see it, right? However, if you post 20 times a month, then 60% see it. Wow. So, yeah. And if you use video, then it gets a good jumps up to 80%. So um, it's something to think about, um, especially with uh, LinkedIn's current content limits. You know, a one to two minute video uh, really is not too hard to produce. Uh, it doesn't need to be the most polished thing in the world, but it, it'll, it'll achieve that. You know, again, it's free, right? I mean, LinkedIn is free. So it's free advertising. Uh, and if you could get you in a, in a regular, consistent uh, pattern, um, you could really maximize that, that platform. It'd be awesome. I so. completely recognize the video is the direction we need to go. And yeah. I'm... And I'm tuning into you yeah. uh, to find out more about it because yep. it's things that we need to learn about and, and some of the legal aspects to it that we don't mm -hmm. uh, currently have any idea of, but producing video yep. and making sure that it's of a high content, um, both in, in the material we provide as well as the way that it's produced, I think could be a huge change for us on LinkedIn uh, and any other social media platform, including our, our own website mm -hmm. uh, and sending it out to our clients. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much interested in being a case study and learning more. Yeah. Now you, you said, like we talked about a little bit earlier about your work with the networking groups uh, locally and mine too. Um, what's your sense of uh, our local, you know, Southern California's uh, preparedness as to social media? Do you have a sense for that? Well, I've recognized that, Local communities, there's still nothing better than a, than a handshake to really develop a relationship. Uh, however, people aren't out there meeting each other the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. And so I am much more comfortable meeting somebody digitally, finding them digitally, seeing them online, mm -hmm. and then meeting them in person. That handshake becomes that much warmer, that much easier, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not bumping into them. It's not sitting at the end of a bar at the end of a, at a five o'clock, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, end of a work day mm -hmm. where you meet other people that are professionals. It just doesn't work that way anymore. That's, mm -hmm. that's yesteryear. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I do think that local connectivity mm -hmm. is already 
through through the platforms that are there using uh, uh, digital networks to, to get together mm-hmm. um, in a particular group that I'm in. One of the largest complaints we have is that the, the website doesn't function as well as people would like it to. Mm-hmm. But that's an in-person networking group. Yeah. Their goal is to get together, and yet their biggest complaint is that their online presence isn't easy to use, it isn't easy to find people they want to find, and it isn't easy to be found. So... Yeah. Uh, for for a group that's quite expensive, yeah. uh, interesting that that, um, that their website and their mm-hmm. and their digital presence is uh, is their biggest complaint. So you're saying basically right now, obviously local businesses are using the in person uh, connecting networking. Are you getting a sense that they're that any of them are maximizing or putting dollars into the social media atmosphere? Uh, I do see quite a bit of that. I see a lot of a lot of people that are putting dollars into it. But what's interesting is the people that seem to be making these decisions at the local level uh, that I'm observing uh, are uh, uh, earlier stage Gen Xers mm-hmm. and baby boomers that have said, we need to invest in this and and isn't necessarily connecting with the audience. Yes. Uh, I see a lot of missed communication. So it's consistent, but it's on Facebook and it's, it's clearly solicitation and selling. Yeah. Or uh, there's articles on LinkedIn, super cool platform, as you were mentioned earlier, but the content's just terrible. Yeah. And so it seems like there's a lot of misses from those that are investing in it, and then they get frustrated and they don't want to spend any more money in that realm when, in actuality, it wasn't being done right. I mean, part of me, I hate to be so like egotistical, I'm stoked by that, right? Because they just don't know what they're doing. But yeah, they, I do see the same thing in local businesses. You know, in the old days, it used to be a shotgun approach. So you and I would put our money together and we'd do a commercial, we'd film a commercial and then we put it on TV and we just blast it, right? Uh, and we just hope that we get, you know, a 0.01% you know, uh, ROI on it. Um, these days, it's getting so custom uh, that audiences are getting exper- are getting expectations with respect to custom. So, and, and the other part is there's just so much uh, so much loudness, so so many different uh, people out there putting stuff on social media that you need to establish some value first before you ever ask for anything, right? So the typical model that we're seeing now, you know, the funnel is is awareness step which is basically you providing value somehow to your audience, whatever that is that you've identified. And then only then, after that has taken place seven to eight times, then stepping on to the next level, which is an upsell, downsell, and then a thank you. So that's that's really kind of where we're, I think, we were warming up your audience with, you know, I'm using all these crazy terms, with a magnet, with a with a with uh, an offering, uh, and then you're, only then can you ask for a favor. So that's where I'm seeing also is that people just don't. I was I was uh, on LinkedIn the other day and and um, <laughs> one of our, our friends that you and I both know is a lawyer is just shotgunning these animations of uh, of um, <laughs> of the of the scales of justice, you mm. know, and, and saying you got to hire this attorney. And I just I go, gosh, you know, LinkedIn is making so much money, You're making <laughs> so much money on this thing uh, because you got to custom it. And so when it comes to you. Um, when it comes time for your to pick your pillar and really to go for it, I do think that you're going to have to max. You have to figure out in your head what is the ideal. I mean, down to the number of employees, down to the premiums that are going to be paid, perfect, and literally just go for that person, and then gradually expand, expand after that. Um, because and, and and literally custom, pretend like you were talking to me about a, a potential client that you have uh, right now. If that's your ideal client, literally making all your content for that particular client. 
and then letting people join in. Mm -hmm. And then over time, building obviously the way you want to build, but really being specific. Um, it's getting to the point now where, you know, people are making ads and commercials for specific communities. They have a Thousand Oaks ad and they have a, a Woodland Hills ad because they, they speak to different communities, different, you know, socioeconomic levels. So, um, yeah, I, I see the same thing with, with um, uh, our local businesses, kind of doing social media, but kind of doing the shotgun approach. Yeah. What I find interesting, uh, uh, amongst other things, you talked about TV, and it was a shotgun approach. Yeah. And, and for some reason, people thought social media was going to be uh, the shotgun approach as well, maybe because it, it also happens on a monitor. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those people that expected mm -hmm. that to happen. But, but I have found that in person, I can't walk up to a stranger on the street and say, hey, you should buy insurance. Totally. I don't have any credibility. Yeah. We haven't met. There hasn't yeah. been a warm handshake. And those same stages happen digitally. Yes, it, they do. And, and to think that they wouldn't uh, with, with a little perspective seems crazy that any of us thought, oh, well, I'll just make a, a, a basic yeah. commercial and everybody will come and, and yeah. want to buy from me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I completely agree with you in the, in the stuff that, that hits home for me where I become a buyer yes. is when it's targeted exactly at what I want. That's right. Uh, I was looking at buying a car. So the exact model, the reviews on the exact model uh, are going to talk to me. Yes. But but a similar car doesn't talk to me at all. I might uh, be interested in the Tesla, but not interested in the Range Rover at all. Yes. So uh, it's silly for me to think that I could go out and talk generally about health insurance or generally about life insurance and, and pick up the audience. But those are things that I'm learning along the way, yeah. uh, being being late to this party and, yeah. and grateful for you to, to yeah. coach me along. Well, you know, thank you for saying that. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, what they kind of say oftentimes is really intent matters. You know, if you have the intent that you want to ultimately sell um, it, it, even if you, even if you do uh, what I say, which is do, you know, custom your videos per community, you're still, it, people can read that energy. So really what you got to do is you got to treat this potential audience as your friend. Okay. Yes. You're in the health insurance business. You sell health insurance and life insurance. Um, but at the same time, your goal at this point is to educate them on a component of your product, uh, to educate you on price levels have changed or just be informational, um, so that they can get something from you. And then also realize that they can only take in so much information at a time. And they need, as you know, being a seasoned salesperson, uh, they need touches. They just, you just can't, you can't, even if you can walked up and said, I have the cheapest health insurance in the, in the world, you're still not going to make all the sales you want because they're like, who the hell are you? You know what I'm saying? So it's really, really important that over time that you focus on, you know, intent based ads for that particular audience. And then over time when the credibility is there and when you can offer them more value, then you can say, Hey, listen, and by the way, I have this great, you know, Anthem Blue Cross plan, uh, that will really help out your company. So What's interesting about our business model, and, and I'd love your insight on how uh, we, and I think this is true of many trusted advisor professional service companies, mm -hmm. uh, we have deep relationships with our clients, which allows us to be expert consultants. And it's hard, whether you meet them in person or you meet them online or you meet them through uh, uh, any of the social media platforms, uh, to develop that relationship and know if that client's going to be a fit. Uh, just like you, mm -hmm. we will we will terminate relationships with clients if they're not a good fit. Not good for them, not good for us. And and good news for us is we're we're doing fine. We don't need to put up with clients that are going to uh, not work well with our team, uh, and they will be they will be better off being somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So filtering who we're who we're talking to and attracting the right type of clients because it's new to us, 
uh, we know how to do it in person. You get a, a general feel of, of yeah. who somebody is before you engage them. Uh, it's, it's a little hard for us to know how we're going to get that feel in a digital world. That's the, that's the wonderful thing about social media is it's self-filtering. And the reason what I mean by that is that, you know, I know your company well because I'm a client of your company. Uh, and you guys bring a positive, uh, hopeful uh, um, outlook to the insurance that you sell, the products you sell. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's a, a light thing. You know, um, you, you, your, your staff comes to our offices and, and they're very delightful and they offer gifts and, and they're just like, hey, listen, we can, we, you know, we can do this, we can do that. Uh, and it's just always a positive process. I will say that more people need to know that. And I will say that, I'm just guessing, I can't project totally, but I will say that across the world, because this is the new medium too, um, uh, very few health insurance brokerages have that same approach. And so what's so wonderful is that if you put out the genuine, authentic peop, you know, content that you are, it's self-filtering. The people that, this is kind of cool, watch, and people are like, oh my God, I expect a, a suited, uh, very formal, uh, very, it's a lot of money for our company. We need someone who's very formal. Those people just go click off, right? And so the people that you want, put a little comment and say, Tom, I love that little prank you pulled on Jocelyn uh, for Christmas or for Hanukkah or whatever. Um, so that's what's so wonderful about social media over time is that you're like, oh my God, it's doing the work for me. People who respond care and people who don't, don't. Right, right. You know? And we do have a lot of fun at the office. You're right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure the whole team wants all that broadcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think you make a good point. I think it's something that I, I routinely yeah. overlook yeah. that uh, just being genuine in every presence, uh, regardless of if it's, if it's in person or not, um, attracts the people yeah. that appreciate that genuineness. And there's some people that we may not be the right cup of tea for, but we find, especially in the small business space with, with companies that have, you know, 20, 30, 40 people, uh, the business owners, the people that are making these decisions, the bottom line that it's really impacting, yeah. these are, are good people, fun-loving people that, um, that have built a, a business or, or uh, joined up in a partnership that, that matters to them and, and making it approachable yeah. for our clients is just as important as making it uh, strategic and, and financially viable. Um, so, uh, expressing that approachability is something that we, we should get better at. You're right. I think it's great. And I think that, you know, over time you're going to get more comfortable with the prospect. See right now, if you, if you met with a client, that's not a good fit, guess what? That's two to three hours of your time, right? I mean, it's going over to the office in Santa Monica. It's boy, this is a little stuffy. Okay. Uh, you know, um, all right, let's go through the presentation. Uh, yes, I really appreciate your time, Mr. Means, uh, and it's and it doesn't. It's not a good fit. Okay. Well, guess what? Social media does. It just that person that you went over to visit in Santa Monica just doesn't respond, and the people that do respond are the people you focus on. So it it cuts your 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 customer acquisition time in half or more. So it's something to think about, and I do think that you know you and I talk about it a lot of times in personal uh, networking, where you know I always I was just meeting with a, a prospect now, you know name and what I do, Ian. And I do, do social media law. That's about as much as anyone can take in. What they can take in more of is what's fun that I like to do on the outside. So I like to snowboard. I like to hang out with my daughters. I like to do all these different things. And that's what they remember. Same thing is true when it comes to social media and the video. You know, that little prank you pulled, that little fun little party you, you broadcast a minute of for that LinkedIn ad or, or just video. Uh, that's what they're going to remember. And they go, oh, yeah, Tom does health insurance. I mean, literally... It sounds so crazy because you think B2B is a little more sophisticated and da, 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 da. Hundreds of thousands of dollars get traded on the fact that I like Tom. The guy has a good personality. 
So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it's, you, you've kind of equated it already. It's just like in person. It's just a, an expansion, uh, an enhancement of in-person in, in marketing. And uh, I think especially you and your staff, because they're all kind of you know, bought into you, um, would just kill it if you guys let it be known how fun you are and do it 20 times a month, you know? Might be an HR nightmare. We'll have to we'll have to <laughs> investigate that side of it. Uh, but yeah, that sure would be a lot of fun. And 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 I certainly, um, as you alluded to, our team is just fantastic. We have a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look forward to going to work every single day. And I don't know a lot of people that are that are able to say that because of the people I work with. Um, and their time is incredibly valuable as well. You made a point. You said I'm going to save two to three hours um, from driving to a meeting, having the meeting, and driving back, not knowing if uh, if that person's going to be uh, a good fit for our agency. Um, it's, it's significantly more investment than that, uh, for the most minor of, of prospects, the, the smallest business that might appear to be the most simple, uh, we'll have 16 hours of staff time staff. We have a team. We don't, we don't refer to it that way, but mm-hmm. we'll have 16 hours of team time. And these are analysts and these are our client service managers that are, that are in the business, taking away uh, time that could be spent somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that, and it's a cost. So when you're talking about delivering to the bottom line, mm-hmm. uh, we would be uh, significantly better off if we were able to limit some of those uh, some of those opportunities, uh, the the f- uh, some of those failed opportunities. Yeah. Uh, the nice part is right now, uh, because of the way that we work with with relationships and and personal connection, we don't go on a lot of those meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do go on some, mm-hmm. and if we were going to expand our reach, which is you know obviously part of the goal yeah. of social media, uh, holy cow, we're going to expand the reach, and we're not going to be able to qualify them. So I'm glad that you gave mm-hmm. me the uh, the insight there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's um, it it just it starts to make sense over time. You know, um, I'm I've you know I spent a lot of time on building my email list, right? And how you get your email list is you offer things to people. You say I'm gonna, I have this ebook or I have this audio or I have this video that you can have just enter in your email address, right? And so over time I've gathered about 5,000 email addresses and I'm continuing every day to get, you know, 20, 30, 100 every day. What that tells me are people that are interested in me and interested in what I do. So when when I market, if I market, it's just going to go to them. I'm, I'm not going to waste any time shotgunning. What the hell? I mean, what, what would that do? I mean, I might get some, but but the point of it is these people have already, you know, said, oh, enter in my email address, watch Ian's video, whatever it is. And so they're, they're already warm. So it, over time, that, you know, whatever that process is for what it looks like for you guys, it should be put in place so that you are spending no time on people who haven't engaged or invested upfront a little. You know what I'm saying? So in, in, for, for a neophyte like me, sure. in engaging the, that, first, that first video, that first uh, outreach, hey, for, for more information, enter your email address, uh, that's, a, that's a, a pretty hard stop for me most of the time. i got to have a, a pretty hard buy-in because I'm aware of the fact I'm about to get marketed to. And that's going to be marketed to my email. And I hate waking up in the morning and seeing that little red dot on my iPhone that says 74 because 36 of the 74 Unread emails, the red dot, uh, are are junk stuff that I didn't really want more follow up from. And if I could find the un- unsubscribe button mm-hmm. quickly, I'm gonna unsubscribe. If uh, if I can't find the unsubscribe button, I'm gonna try to move it to junk or I'm gonna ignore it. Uh, do you have any tips on how to get to your audience that you want to get to, get them to buy in, allow them to feel safe because they want your messaging clearly, but they don't, but they're afraid of getting all that 
BS messaging yeah. that so many other people use the, the email so, address it's, for. It's really simple, and you know the answer, and that's just continue to offer value. So what you do is that you don't sell to them. Um, you know, what I try to do in my emails when I do my mass emails is that it's a short email with value. Have you heard about the new Instagram algorithm? If you get on it now, you can get twice as many likes. Wow. You know, that's what you do. And then you move on, and then, but you don't do it the next day. You wait for two weeks. You wait for three weeks, whatever, however you set up your email program. And then the next one is, have you heard about YouTube now? YouTube has a new ability to be able to allow greater uh, length of videos. Um, I would suggest you, your business get on it right away because longer videos make more ad revenue. Whatever the thing is, you just add value, add value, add value, add value. And then over time, when it's appropriate and when, the, when it's an organic upsell or downsell, then you say, by the way, if you want more, you can go onto my website and join my copyright club like I have. Or you can sign up for an online consultation with me. By the way, literally let it sit there. No sell, no nothing. The, guess what? The next three-week email value. And guess what ends up happening is you start going, you know, I don't necessarily like what Ian's, everything he says, but God dang it, it's kind of cool. He, he updates me every now and then these cool new inventions or, or stories or whatever. Uh, I won't unsubscribe yet. And listen, and I'm not saying that all those 5,000 emails I have are all going to be warm cells or they just wanted that dumb list that one time. They don't care about me. That's, that's totally true. Just let's just imagine a hundred. Mm -hmm. Let's just imagine a hundred out of the 5,000. Um, let's spend our time on the hundred, not, not spend our time on, you know, a mass marketing approach that, you know, yields very, very few responses. So again, you know, we're approaching the end of our, our time here, but I do, I'm very excited about PCH benefits and what you guys do and, and the future of your business, because I do know, especially since you having so much experience in business and we'll talk about it in our next session, but, um, uh, really understand the power of this enhancement, um, to your business life. Uh, and the other part too, is it the ripe opportunity that exists? Because it's so funny when I t use some of the terms I use with most of our super duper high up business people, marketing people, even SEO online people, they're like click funnel. Oh, I don't know what that means. And all I'm saying is we're at the, we're at the barely beginning 9% of small businesses use social media in an effective way Nine. In, in America. Nine. So, so the, the I, my message is the time is now and it doesn't, you're going to, you know, have an investment of, you know, whatever the this yearly salary is for this uh, employee, but I got to tell you, it's going to pay, it's going to double, it's going to, it's going to triple uh, with the responses you're going to get, especially when you start getting efficient and you build infrastructure for it. So really excited. Tom, would you do us a favor and could you check back in in like six months or whatever when you have some time? I'd love to see how it progresses, how your business goes with this new social media employee. I, uh, I absolutely will. And Sadie, <laughs> if you're listening, no pressure, but uh, don't screw this up. you got a whole audience interested in hearing what kind of success we have. So uh, yeah, Sadie, uh, welcome to your first day. <laughs> Don't screw it up. <laughs> exactly. Ian, thank you so much for, for having me uh, here today to, to give you a little bit of the before picture yeah. of, uh, of social media in a professional service uh, industry that, that I don't think is an industry is using social media as, as well as we could be. Good. Well, Tom, thank you. I love you as an awesome brother and good friend. I appreciate you making time for us today. Uh, just so the audience knows, we can reach you on pchbenefits.com or... You can come see our digital business card at pchbenefits.com, uh -huh. uh, and you can reach us by telephone, uh, and, and you can find that number on our digital business card. I'll let you, I'll let you go find that one. All right. In, if, if you do not have a Twitter, a LinkedIn, 
um, uh, Pinterest page by the time we next talk, then you owe me a hundred bucks. Okay. Is that a deal? That, that is a de- Sadie. That's your hundred dollars <laughs> that you're going to have to pay Ian. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. This is Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. This was the social media law podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.